Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork. Valentine's Day is coming up soon. Valentine's Day can be a mixed bag. It can be a good thing, and it can also be a time of stress and disappointment for a lot of people. In today's podcast, I want to give some tips to have a joyful, stress-free Valentine's Day. I'll share some tips for a giver, a receiver, and for those who are not in a romantic relationship. Let's start with the giver. This can be either a male or a female, but usually gift giving is particularly hard on men. Let's be honest, usually women are in charge of all the gift giving for any occasion. Comedian Jeff Foxworthy jokes about this. He says that a man can be driving on the way to his parents' house for their family Christmas party and turn to his wife and say, Did we get my mother anything? Which means, of course, that he hasn't done it, and he hasn't even thought about it until now. This can make Valentine's Day a tricky holiday, because it doesn't bode very well for a relationship if a wife or girlfriend has to be the one to get herself a Valentine's Day present. But don't worry, guys. I'm going to help you out and make it easy for you. First, I'm going to tell you one of the secrets of the universe. I'm going to tell you what women want. Women want to feel understood, loved, valued, and appreciated. This is not just what women want. This is what all human beings want. How that is communicated and understood may be different for different people, but the basic need is the same. Gary Chapman wrote a famous book called The Five Love Language that explains some of the different ways that different people understand and feel loved. They are words of affirmation, quality time, service, gifts, and physical touch. For people whose love language is words of affirmation, written and spoken expressions of affection are what matter the most. These expressions make them feel understood and appreciated. Some examples are saying the words, I love you, or giving compliments, or saying thank you, or finding other ways to express appreciation, or giving verbal encouragement, and so on. For these people, if you send an unexpected note, text, or card, these are great ways to show that you love, value, and appreciate them. People whose love language is quality time feel the most adored when their partner actively wants to spend time with them. This love language is all about giving your undivided attention to that one special person, without the distraction of television, phone screens, or any other outside interference. They have a strong desire to actively spend time with their significant other, having meaningful conversations or sharing recreational activities. Acts of service is a love language for people who believe that actions speak louder than words. Unlike those who prefer to hear how much they're cared for, people on this list like to be shown how they're appreciated. For some people, vacuuming, doing the dishes, or some other household chore says I love you better than words or gifts can. And speaking of gifts, the next love language is gifts. For these people, they feel loved when they receive visual symbols of love. Now, here's an interesting thing about gifts. Some people have some misunderstandings about gift giving. 
They think in terms of how much the gift costs. A gift that costs a lot must be better than a gift that doesn't cost a lot. Or, if I give an expensive gift, then I only have to give a gift once and I'm done. I never have to give a gift again. Those ideas aren't correct. And they can lead to frustration thinking, well, no matter how much I give, it isn't enough. But here's the secret. It's not about the monetary value, but the symbolic thought behind it. Most women would prefer to receive a single rose on 12 different occasions than receiving a dozen roses once. To guys, that doesn't seem very efficient. But this is not about efficiency. It's about the idea that you're thinking about her. That is what the gift represents. And she wants you to think about her often. So, if her love language is gifts, then give small gifts and give them frequently. The gift doesn't have to be big or expensive, but it does need to be something that she or he likes. By giving something that you know that they like, it says, I understand you. I know what your likes and interests are. And if you don't know what she likes and what her interests are, then ask her. The fifth love language is physical touch. People whose primary love language is physical touch feel loved when they receive physical signs of affection. The love language of physical touch is often different for men and women. For men, the love language of physical touch usually means sex. But for women, the love language of physical touch usually means kissing, holding hands, and cuddling, specifically when it doesn't lead to sex. They want to be able to cuddle and express physical closeness for its own sake and not for what it may lead to. For them, if you can give a back rub and keep it as just a back rub, that means I love you and I'm interested in meeting your physical needs and not just mine. Guys, women want physical touch that's not sexual. If the only time you give physical touch is when you want sex, it leaves her feeling very unfulfilled. Think about what she needs. Don't only think about what you need. On the other hand, women, think about it. If you are married and you expect your husband to be faithful, then you are the only person who can fulfill his physical needs. Love him in the physical language that shows love to him. Love him frequently and be joyful about it, or it doesn't really say, I love you. Think about what he needs. Don't only think about what you need. Okay, so we've briefly talked about the five love languages. So let's talk about how to apply that knowledge to someone who is giving something on Valentine's Day. Now, most people may have a primary love language, but we appreciate being shown love and affection from all the different types of love language. If you know what your romantic partner's love language is, then try to speak their language when you give a gift. Remember that what they really want is to feel understood, loved, valued, and appreciated. So what can you do that expresses that message to them? 
It might be the traditional flowers and chocolates, or it might be a date, or it might be offering to vacuum the living room. It doesn't have to be expensive or something big. I'm going to share a secret formula that will pretty much guarantee success. A few days before Valentine's Day, say this. Valentine's Day is coming up, and I want to do something that makes you feel understood, loved, valued, and appreciated. I was planning to, and here you say what you had in mind, like buying flowers or whatever, but did you have something specific in mind? I would really like for you to be happy. Let me explain why this is so helpful. First of all, remember that what women want, what all humans want, is to feel understood, loved, valued, and appreciated. When you express a desire to fill that need, it does a lot to fulfill that need, even before you've actually done anything. And by saying it before Valentine's Day, it shows that you're thinking about them, which fills another need. Some people think that everything needs to be a surprise, but surprises are highly overrated and often don't get the response you were hoping for. Mark Gungor has made some awesome videos about marriage relationships and men's brains and women's brains, and they're hilarious. If you haven't seen any of them, look up A Tale of Two Brains on YouTube. That will get you started, and then you'll want to watch all of his stuff because it's great and he's really funny. He explains that surprises are for amateurs. The secret is that anticipation is as exciting as the gift itself. If you let someone know in advance, then you're getting points before you've even done anything. You get more points, a lot more points, if you tell them in advance than if you try to surprise them. Now, when you say, I'm planning to... That also says that you've put some mental effort into it. You've planned something, and that means a lot, even if they don't really like what you have planned. You get points just for the planning. And by adding the statement, did you have something specific in mind, it helps prevent unmet expectations. Unmet expectations can cause a lot of frustration for both the giver and the receiver. If you're the giver and you've done your best and the receiver is disappointed or even upset, that can really hurt and you might feel like your efforts aren't appreciated. But by offering an opportunity for open communication, you can clarify expectations and find a way to meet them. Or if the expectation is unrealistic, you can hopefully communicate that. Either way, the ball is now in their court and if they're disappointed for any reason, then it's their fault and not yours. So I'm going to repeat the secret formula that will pretty much guarantee success. A few days before Valentine's Day, say something like, Valentine's Day is coming up and I want to do something that makes you feel understood, loved, valued, and appreciated. I was planning to, and here you say whatever you had in mind, like give you a card or make you dinner or cuddle and watch a movie or get you chocolates or whatever. But did you have something specific in mind? I would really like for you to be happy. Okay, we've talked about giving. Now let's talk about receiving. Valentine's Day can be a disappointing day for a lot of people. 
Perhaps you're hoping that your significant other will do something awesome and romantic for Valentine's Day, and that doesn't happen. Disappointment all boils down to unmet expectations. Unmet expectations means that you're hoping for something or expecting something to happen, and it doesn't. So let's talk about expectations and how to meet them. The first step is to take a closer look at our expectations. The question we need to ask ourselves is if our expectations are reasonable and realistic. We're going to look at two common unrealistic expectations. The first is expecting your significant other to be something that he or she isn't. You may want them to change or be more like somebody else. The truth is that you can't change another person. You can change yourself, and you can change your attitudes and perceptions, but that's the extent of your reach. We can't change other people, and that's just the way it is. Hoping for a person to change into something else is unrealistic. Another common mistake that people make is the idea that if he really loved me, then he would know what I want. I shouldn't have to tell him. Or a related idea is, if I have to tell him, then it doesn't mean as much. Or in other words, if you can't read my mind, then you must not care about me. Our basic desire is to be understood, loved, valued, and appreciated. And those are reasonable requests. However, if a person's expectation is that in order for those needs to be met, then another person has to read their mind, that is an unrealistic expectation, and this person will always be disappointed. If you want to be happy, then letting go of the misconception that caring equates with the gift of mind reading is absolutely necessary. You may choose not to let that expectation go, but then you can't be surprised that you have unmet expectations and all the disappointment that goes with it. We need to take a proactive role in having our needs met. The first step is to feel worthy of having those desires met. Researcher Brene Brown spent six years of intensive study to find the secret to confidence, self-esteem, and satisfying relationships. And she found that it all comes down to one single variable. She says, there was only one variable that separated the people who have a strong sense of love and belonging and the people who really struggle for it. And that was, the people who have a strong sense of love and belonging believe they're worthy of love and belonging. That's it. They believe they're worthy. The thing that keeps us out of connection is our fear that we're not worthy of connection. This issue is huge. It's too big to cover in this podcast. But if you want some help believing that you're worthy of love and belonging, please check out my website, hopeforhealingfoundation.org. You'll find articles, books, resources, and an action plan to build confidence and self-esteem. The truth is that you are worthy of love and belonging. You are good enough right now as you are. Please check out the website to learn more. So, earlier I shared a secret formula for success in giving. Now I'm going to share a secret formula for receiving. First, think about what you want. You can't get what you want if you don't know what you want. What would you like to have happen on Valentine's Day? 
What would you like to receive? Is it something reasonable? After you've decided what you want, we're going to do something really brave and ask for it. A few days before Valentine's Day, say something like, Valentine's Day is coming up and I would really like, and then say what you want. That would make me so happy. Will you do that for me? Now, remember, when you ask, presentation is important. If you say it like you're upset and you're already disappointed that you had to say it because the other person couldn't read your mind, it may not go over very well. But if you ask like you're grateful and you're excited, then chances are very high that you'll get what you want. That's the secret. Ask. And ask nicely. We also need to receive nicely. If your significant other is making an effort to do something for you or give something to you and you scorn him for his efforts, then he won't want to try it again. If he says something like, this is what I planned, but do you have something specific in mind? And you reply by saying something insulting like, well, that's really dumb. Or if you loved me, you'd know what I want. Then he's not going to want to try to give. For most guys, giving gifts doesn't come naturally. So if you want him to learn and get good at it, then make it a positive experience. Don't squash his attempts. That's not nice. If you receive with joy and gratitude, then he'll be more likely to try to give again. Okay, now let's talk about those who are not in a romantic relationship. Valentine's Day can be a frustrating day of unmet expectations for single people. Some of my friends call this holiday Single Awareness Day because they feel pressure to be in a relationship or perhaps they feel that they have less value if they're not in a relationship. So, in order to find joy on this day and every day, let's take another look at those basic needs, which are to feel understood, loved, valued, and appreciated. And notice that it doesn't require being in a romantic relationship to have these needs met. The most important relationship that we have is the relationship with ourselves. Do we feel worthy and confident? Do we like ourselves? If we have that as a foundation, we're okay if we're on our own. And if we are hoping for a romantic relationship, it makes us more attractive to other people. So if you could use a boost in confidence, self-esteem, and liking and valuing yourself, again, I invite you to check out the website, hopeforhealingfoundation.org. Valentine's Day is a great day to pamper yourself. If you want flowers, go ahead and get yourself some flowers. You are worthy and deserving of flowers or chocolates or whatever. And when you look at those flowers, think, I love, value, and appreciate myself. Because that matters. It really matters. Valentine's Day is also a great day to give gifts, even if it's not to a romantic partner. Think of someone that you appreciate and send them a note or a gift. You don't need to be in a romantic relationship with someone in order to show that you understand and value and appreciate them. And when you do so, you make someone's day a little brighter and you make the world a better place. In closing, I'd like to share a quote from Marie Osmond. She said, 
It's an amazing feeling to be appreciated for what you do and to feel like you have brought happiness to others. I invite you to use this Valentine's Day holiday to do something that brings happiness to another person by telling or showing them that they're understood, loved, valued, and appreciated. See you next time on Linda's Corner.